0: Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Today's reading is continuing from John 2, and um, we're looking at um, 1 to 11, the wedding at Cana. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to to me and to you? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing, there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the person in charge of the banquet. So they took it. When the person in charge tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, that person called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. For the word of the Lord.
1: Hi, good morning, St. Tom's. all right so today's story is from the john's gospel there's this saying john's gospel is designed for not yet believers and to help existing believers not to sin so what kind of believers are you Let me pray first. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Your word is alive and active. May you help us to understand more about the Bible. May you cause people's hearts to believe in Jesus. Amen. So Jesus turns water into wine. No matter what kind of believers you are, you must have listened to this story. And for those who grew up going to Sunday school, you might have listened to it hundreds of times. And how do you feel about this turning water into wine story? Unbelievable? Supernatural? Exceptional? Amazing? Divine? Impossible? How did that happen? Do you believe in him? And in today's passage, does John tell us a mystery story? Is it just a miracle? But John doesn't call it a miracle. He called it a sign. And let's take a closer look at the sign of water into wine. What are the essential elements you should keep in mind during reading, writing, or publishing a new story? There are five W's. When, where, who, why, what. So, when? He says, on the third day. This third day is not the third day of the week, it's the third day after Nathanael became a follower of Jesus. In the previous passage, Jesus called his disciples: Andrew, Peter, Philip, Nathanael. And where? In Cana of Galilee. And who? The first is the mother of Jesus. Then Jesus and his disciples, servant, steward, bridegroom. Of course, there are many guests. And why? Wine? wine gave out on a wedding, not enough for the feast, no more supplies. That could be a big problem, even a crisis. And what? Wine gave out on a wedding. Jesus told the servants to fill out jars with water. Water had become wine. All the five W's clarified very well. But I can see some very doubtful expressions on your face. <laughs> yes, I know, I missed one key element the H. How? When you pour yourself a glass, have you ever wondered where the wine comes from? How to make wine? I have. I did this recently, and not recently, um, during lockdown. I did some research on homemade wine. (laughs) See? Here are 22 easy ways to make wine. Well, it took me quite a while to read them through, and the reading didn't lead me to really prepare to make some wine. It just made me feel like I had done it. And there are many videos teaching how to make wine teaching how to make water into wine. And as we watch those YouTube videos, all about homemade wine, homemade cake, homemade whatever, all tell you with easy steps. And no one would stay watching a souffle bake in the oven for an hour. It all had been done in minutes, even in seconds. Ding! And we're kind of enjoying watching videos like that. It's fun, relaxing, even satisfying. And that's exactly what you could see Jesus doing in today's Bible story. Now standing there were six stone water jars, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. And Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And the servants did so can imagine fast forward video shots of the stone jars full of water in seconds and jesus said to them now draw some out and take it to the chef's steward and the servants did so fast forward video shots people running here and there they were very busy and when the steward tasted the water the water had become wine ding The steward did not know where the wine came from, though the servants knew. He kind of giving credit to the bridegroom. Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you serve the best till now. The hope of people are now being made new in Jesus. Ding, just like that. Like those you watch from the videos, Jesus turns water into wine from the steward's tasting notes. Jesus turns many gallons of water into good wine, the best wine. And this is not magic. Jesus is not a showman, he is not a magician. He's simply there, listen, and give instruction. There's no charms, no spells, no ritual are used, no hat, no large black cloth covered the stone jars, nothing suddenly disappeared. Jesus didn't even snap his fingers. He was there, listened, and gave instructions, step by step. So who told him about running out of wine? His mother. They have no more wine. Nobody would appreciate the problem. Weddings at that time could be days of festivities. It did require a great deal of wine. And there's sure no way to get enough quickly. So Mary, although her name was not mentioned in the gospel story, she was sensitive to the groom's family's needs. Perhaps she's close to the family. That's why they all were invited. She not only mentioned it to Jesus, but suggested that he solved the problem. They have no more wine, she told her son. And Jesus answered with a question, why do you involve me? More literally, what concern is that to you and to me? What concern is that to Mary? Why is Mary motivated to involve Jesus in this way? Because she knows that Jesus can help. She knows the one she gave birth to would be called holy. From Luke chapter 1, 35 to 38. She knows he would be called the son of God. And she has lived with him for 30 years and knows that he is not only resourceful in practical matters, but probably has has seen him perform something great. the context of the family and in Luke chapter 2 49 to 52 when Jesus was sitting in the temple courts listening to the teachers asking them questions his parents looked for him he told his parents didn't you know I had to be in my father's house Jesus' parents did not understand what he was saying but Mary his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Have you ever treasured what Jesus said in your heart? Do you bear his word in mind? Jesus' mother knows Jesus is the Christ. Perhaps she wants to show him off a little bit. Who knows? I have this friend who has a son very talented. 16 year old already got the highest diploma of piano performance. And when we had dinner gathering at her house, she would ask the son to play piano after dinner. Do I have to? (laughs) This is the typical teenager's answer. Well, the mother wouldn't say anything but inviting us to the living room to have tea and coffee. And in a moment, there's this beautiful piano music flowing in the house. As a proud parent, She knows her son. And Jesus' mother knows and expects her son to take care of it, to rescue the wedding party from disgrace. Well, the Bible test doesn't tell us that much. What the test does tell us is Mary then said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. The mother knows her son. She believed in him. Do you believe in him? And here Jesus' question and answer, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. Throughout the gospel, I hear from Mark chapter 1, chapter 7, and chapter 8, we can see Jesus is aware that he must not draw unwanted attention until his time has come. And that's why he tells people on certain occasions not to tell everybody what he has done and that who he is. He is the Messiah. Jesus has a clear sense throughout his ministry of the particular hour or time, at which point he is to fulfill his purpose as the sacrifice for the sins of all. And when Jesus was young, he'd already explained to his parents that he ought to be in his father's house. As a human child, as a teenager, he might still need parents' protection. There's this beautiful poem, The Stolen Child by William Yeats. As a human child, for the world's more full of weeping than he can understand. But Jesus understands. Because he is not only just a human child, but also the Son of God. His hour, his time is to leave this world and go to the Father. That time for him to be glorified. He knows his Father's will. Jesus has a long obedience in the same direction. He will do whatever is of God's will. Then after saying these words, my hour has not yet come. He assists to his mother's wishes. Perhaps he's a dutiful son, and perhaps because he senses that the Father has a purpose in it. My hour is a reference to the cross. Jesus was saying he would begin doing these signs when he began his journey to the cross. So he gave instructions to the servants, and the servants obeyed whatever he told them they kind of believed in him. They did whatever he told them. They follow his instructions before they see the sign and wonder. If you were there, would you have believed in him and did whatever he told you? Let's check again what they're doing. How many stone jars? Six. And how many gallons of water? each stone jars holding 20 to 30 gallons, the water filled to the brim, so that would be around 150 gallons. One gallon is 4.54 liters. So 150 gallons equal, I did that calculation, 681 liters wine. That would be more than 900 bottles. 908 bottles. That's a lot a lot more than they need, and overabundance God's generosity and grace. There are these imageries from the Old Testament, from Deuteronomy, um, Psalms. In that day, the mountains will drip new wine, the wine that gladdens human hearts. People will shout for joy and rejoice in the bounty of the Lord, the grain, the new wine jesus rescued the wedding party from disgrace by providing abundant wine and from the steward's tasting notes the best and in the text john didn't call it a magic or even a miracle he called it a sign verse 11 jesus did this the first of his signs he would have to do more in cana of galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Do you believe in him? And there's this imagery shown from the book of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. What Jesus did, this sign, is not for public display. No one knew what had exactly happened apart from the servants. Probably the servants didn't really realize it. And Jesus just called his disciples. Jesus showed this sign to his disciples, whom I know the imagery well, that they not just follow Jesus, but also put their faith in him. They believed in him. And what would you do when you see a sign. You see this, you turn left. You see this, you turn right. This, you stop. (laughs) This, you lower your speed. And this, wrong way, you got to return. You know all these signs and understand what they mean. And there's this sign. At the street corner, we often see, usually with a left-only sign in front. You see it, you turn left. Every day you pass by, you see the sign, you turn left. And imagine one day, there's someone in front of the sign when you get there, perhaps doing maintenance. You can't see it clearly. What would you do? You stop, and you look left, right, left again, focus and don't get distracted, enter and safely, Turn left, as you always do. Why were you doing that? Not just because you know that sign, but also because you know the way. You've been doing this many times every day. You know the way. And Jesus is the way. Jesus said, I am the way. You know him. You know the signs he shows. We follow the sign. We follow Jesus well, you may say something that happened in Cana of Galilee might be way too far from these traffic signs, from our imagination. I hope that I can now pour you a glass and let's say cheers to the world we are in. Where did the wine come from? Remember that 22 easy steps? The wine come from grapes, from grape vine. And where did the grape vine come from? from St. Tom's Basketball Court. (laughs) Haven't you seen this beautiful picture? It's amazing. And C.S. Lewis said, God creates the vine and teaches it to draw up water by its roots and with the aid of the sun to turn that water into a juice which will ferment and take on certain qualities. Thus, every year from Noah's time till ours, God turns water into wine that men fail to see, that we always fail to see such signs in our life. God turns water into wine. It's not supernatural. In God, this is nature. This is natural. As in the beginning, God created the world. He said, let there be light. By his words, we have light, we have this beautiful nature, we have water, we have plants, we have grapes, we have wine. So when Jesus asked the servants to fill the stone jars with water in Cana of Galilee, he was simply doing his work. He was there beginning his ministry. He was simply there to serve, to meet people's needs. And by his words, he turned water into wine. As he later, he provided loaves when thousands of people were hungry. As he walked on the water, approaching his friends who were frightened when wind blowing and water grew rough. As he healed the royal official's son when he begged him. As he healed a paralytic at the pool. As he healed a man blind from birth. As he raised Lazarus from the dead. Jesus is simply there to work, to help, to provide abundance, to provide the best, to reveal his glory for you and me as we always fail to see. By his words, he turned water into wine. Either like the pagans, they refer the process to some thinnest spirit, Bacchus and Dionysus, or else like the moderns they attribute real and ultimate causality to the chemical and other material phenomena which are all that our senses can discover in it but when christ at cana makes wine in makes water into wine the mask is off the miracle has only half its effect if it only convinces us that Christ is God. It will have its full effect if whenever we see a vineyard, whenever you see that beautiful picture in our basketball court, whenever you drink a glass of wine, we remember that here works Jesus who sat at a wedding party in Cana. And that's the sign show Jesus' divinity, a sign to show that Jesus is able. He brings life to the wedding party when things ran out he comes to you and me with the abundance of grace to make all things new do you believe in him have you ever noticed the signs and wonder in your life and ever remember Jesus our lord who's there at work do you believe in him and do whatever He tells you, I do. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for your word, for the amazing world you created for us. Father, help us to see clearly that those signs around us help us to know that you, almighty God, is changing the ordinary things in our life into the new wine of your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for keeping the best for us till now. Lord, grant us insight to see your signs and courage to believe in you. In Jesus' strong name, amen.